0: From the brains behind Teal the Show, this is Teal the Podcast, your source for Jaguars news and analysis, with NFL insider Mark Brunel and your host, Cole Pepper. We welcome you into Teal the Podcast. As free agency gets underway, we've got plenty to talk about, but first, Mark Brunel, how are you doing with all this?
1: You know, I'm doing well. I think uh, uh, this is something, obviously, that affects all of us, and... Unfortunately, this seems like it's going to get worse before it gets better.
0: And you just. Hang on, hope... hang on, hang on. Are you talking about the coronavirus or are you talking about the Jaguars offseason?
1: We were talking about the Jaguars, weren't oh. we? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, both. No, I'm just kidding. I was talking about the, the, the coronavirus. Uh, we've got to ride it out in the process. You just hope that, that uh, people are smart. Um, I will say that uh, I. I, I don't mind the social distancing at all. I'm <laughs> not like going to lie to you. I got no problem. I got no problem with that at all. I've been practicing that for about 25 years now. No, that's should not probably make light of this, but because it, it is very serious, and you just hope that you know, not just people in in Jacksonville or, or Florida, just people across the country are just being real smart, taking care of themselves, and looking out for one another, and and uh, so it, it certainly has been very interesting.
0: It's um an amazing thing. I mean. Uh, You talk a lot about what's happened with our society in general and things having to close down. Just in the sports world, though, to have lost the players and the Masters and the Kentucky Derby, at least being pushed back quite a ways, and the Final Four and all the college sports, uh, I'm certain that there have been sci-fi writers who have imagined these things. But I don't know if anybody's really thought about what, what happens when, when sports is affected in this way. I was talking earlier this week with Bob arablo who is the president of the Icemen, about their, what's happening with them. They had the last 12 games of their season canceled. Right. Um, every single sports entity is going to be affected in one way or another. The NFL so far, partially out of the fact of where it is on the calendar... Um, has been largely unaffected. There have been some changes made. The draft is not going to take place in Las Vegas. Uh, We're not exactly sure how that's going to take place. It's gonna happen conference call. Yeah. uh, You know, video conference, multi-locational, I don't know, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, No free agency visits, either teams going to or free agents going to teams. Uh, and uh, players, unless they're doing rehab for an injury, can't be in the team facility at all for the next couple right. of weeks. So, uh, everything has been affected and impacted in some way by uh, by this uh, by this outbreak, this pandemic.
1: Yeah, it has. But we, we uh, we're still waiting. We haven't decided on uh, spring football yet for the Episcopal School that of was the big So, question. if we're talking football, and That's, I know it's yeah. everyone listening right now really wants to hear about what's going on with spring football, we'll update you later. But. Um, <laughs> you know it's it, jacksonville you know with the jaguars aside from you the the the, um, the travel and and the facility being closed um it's been an interesting off season, but but goodness sake some developments as far as you know recently clay campbell get into those. and yeah. oh my goodness. let's let's
0: start with uh because i don't think we've spoken on it's been the a podcast while. since since the some of the moves have been made let's start with Marcel Darius, who was uh, let go. Uh, I think we talked about that the last time that, that we had this. Since then, A.J. Boyer traded. Uh, they got a little something for him. Right, uh, Calais Campbell traded. They get a fifth-round pick for Calais Campbell. And the rumors, rumors as of now, reports of rumors, that Nick Foles is being courted by the Bears, among other teams. So let's start with the Calais and A.J. Boye stuff. Um what was your reaction to those two moves, and does it signal anything for you in terms of where the Jaguars think they are right now? I'm not surprised by the moves. Uh, beforehand, we, you and I had talked about uh, the
1: need to make some changes considering the salary cap problem. So, uh, A.J. Boye and Calais, not a surprise. I don't like it. And what I don't like is the Calais one uh, simply because uh, he's great in the locker room, uh, he's great in the community, we all love him, and I understand that cap number. I understand his age. I understand that, you know what, his best football is behind him. Um, but what I didn't like about it, I thought we could get more than a fifth round pick, Cole. Mm-hmm. I really did. I mean, Calais started last year a little slow. You could see the age, but as the season went on, his last half of the se- part of the season was better than the first. So he still has some football left. Obviously the Ravens think so. I understand our salary cap situation. It clears up a lot of room, which is great. Uh, it gives us a draft pick, which is great. But you're looking at right now, A.J. Boye and S Campbell, two good players. You've got to find guys for their spots. Yes. You know, And so as a defense
0: on the field, we got worse. So not only that, but both of those guys... Very much pros in terms of their Absolutely. approach to the game. Yep. Leaders in the locker room. Which is
1: huge. Which is huge.
0: Uh, AJ Boye was sort of the yin to Jalen Ramsey's yang in that uh, uh, cornerback duo. Uh, while Ramsey was here, he was a more, you know, Boye, the more stable uh, adult yes. uh, in that. Now, it this strikes me that when Dave Caldwell first came into uh, Jacksonville as the general manager, he really stripped the cupboard bare, and including getting, getting rid of some veteran guys who still had some game left in them who were also very good leaders and pros. Uh, Daryl Smith, Montel Owens, Greg Jones, all these guys were pros, pros. Right. That hurt that team in the short term because they didn't have, when they started putting the piece together, they didn't have the leadership. They had to wait until... You know, years later, before some of those guys, you know, some of the younger guys developed, or you bring in guys from the outside who are who are already leaders and veterans. I don't know if he's if Dave Caldwell's learned his lesson here, because I, again, I know the salary cap is a factor, but you start looking around that locker room right now on defense, who are your leaders? Who are your leaders? Avery Jones, Miles Jack, DJ Hayden. I mean, I, none of those guys. Avery's been around a long time. Hmm. Um, but he's not a star, and it. You know, when you're just a, a lunch pail guy, it's right. hard to be as much of a leader as you are when you're going to the Pro Bowl. Um, you know, may, does Josh Allen become that? I don't know. We'll we'll see. He certainly does have a maturity about him for a young player, but he hasn't become that yet. Uh, on offense, leadership coming. You know, Leonard Fournette. We saw some things develop. Certainly, you want Minshew. Uh, to become that, but again, young player, young players, uh, uh, you know, guys like Linder or, um, you know, Cam Robinson. I don't know. There's there's just so many question marks. Not only in terms of the players themselves, but from where the professionalism is going to to emanate from, where the where the leadership is going to come from, when this team encountered strife in 2019. There wasn't enough leadership, even with Calais Campbell and Nate, with AJ Boyer right. on this team. They're going to encounter some strife in 2020. I don't know if they're if they're equipped to handle it right now.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there because in, in the OTAs and, and uh, mini camp, leadership isn't as much required. Everyone knows. Hey, everyone knows you got to work hard. We're trying to make a team. We're yep. trying to build something. Where leadership is required is when it gets tough, when you're 0 and two, and it's not looking good. Because you get in a situation when you when you find yourself looking for help, looking for lifelines. Well, where do those come? It's not going to be the coaches. You know who are those guys who are going to speak up and say, "Hey guys, we just got to work. Uh, we've got to you know stay together." All of those things. Those voices have to come from within. And when they do not, then you're you know each man is left to himself. There has to be one doesn't have to be one. There has to be a core group of guys that uh, that the young guys can follow. And right now, I you know, Brandon Linder, maybe Avery, I don't, I don't know. Um, but they'll be looking to guys that haven't been in a lot of NFL situations where it has been tough and where leadership has been required. Um, I mean, there's, obviously, there's no Puzzlesny in there anymore. There's no Mercedes. There's no uh, now Calais. It's an important part of a team, and yet I don't see one there with the Jaguars.
0: Yeah, I think it's a real issue uh, going forward. I mean, I think this, if anybody thinks, we were talking about what the record might be. I think I said 6-10 and 10 last time out. I, I'm going in the other direction now. I, I mean, this is looking like a 4-12 and 12 team right now. Um, I don't think they're intentionally tanking. I don't think that's certainly the case. But one of the problems I have with the way the Jaguars are being run right now is that there's no big-picture vision that sinks all the gears together. If you're going to strip the cupboard bear because of the salary cap, fine. It happens in the NFL. It does. You know, usually after a team has made a run, we basically saw for the sake of argument 3 months worth of you know, 4 months worth of Jaguars, you know, uh, being being a competitive team after they started 2017, you know, win loss win loss the first 2 months, then you got 2 months two and a half months in the playoffs where where they were really a competitor. And then they start the season the following year, three and one, including beating the Patriots. After that, since then, it's been in the tank. So we haven't had a lot of payoff for getting things stripped down again, if you're talking about what we've seen in Jacksonville. That they're stripping it down, that's fine. But how do you make it a win-now mandate to the coach and general manager if this is the approach that's being taken? It doesn't make a bit of sense. Well, there was a win-now mandate over 12 months ago. Yeah, and so,
1: so you're you're left with because the owner we talked about this too said, hey, listen, things have to change, or else I'm going to make some changes. Well, nothing changed. Dave Caldwell is still here. Doug is still here. They got rid of Tom, and and uh, so, you're. I, I think it looks like they're it looks like they're tanking. Cole, it looks like you know what we're just gonna they're taking their medicine we're gonna start yeah. over and that's great that you have all those draft picks and you, and if you do it right in two to three years they're really gonna pay off for you so I just don't think Dave Caldwell or Doug Roland are in a position to rebuild and have that much time it's almost like listen if you're gonna do this you're bringing these young players only to get them ready for the next head coach and the next GM right um, so, Because you can't expect Doug Marone to win now. That's not going
0: to happen, Cole. No, they don't, have the, they don't have the horses to win right now. And the other thing is, okay, you start bringing in young players, whether it's somebody like Minshew, or who you drafted last year, whether it's guys you draft this year, they're probably going to have to learn a new system next year. So right. it, that, that, that has a potential to delay the development. It just doesn't make any sense. Si- listen, I, I've been covering the league for 25 years. You play in this league and have covered it. The teams that get things right have a big picture vision of where things are going and understand where the pieces fit together. Whether that's the window of opportunity that's open because you have a quarterback who's your guy or because you have a dominant defense and you know we gotta make these moves here Um, or you have a a young coach who gets more out of a team one year than you would expect as he's coming up. Things are not, this this is like a car that's, you know, a, a V8 that only has three cylinders firing right now for the Jaguars. And the, and the timing belt's off. It's just... It, it, I look at this and think, who is giving the advice to uh, to Shad Khan or anybody else who's making these decisions on how to make this thing work? Because it doesn't fit with any successful approach that I'm aware of in the time that I've been covering this list. Do they want to make it work? Well, that's a huge question. <laughs> it is a huge like, question. I, you would think, well, that's a stupid question. Of course they want to make it. But... There is a conspiracy theory, for sure. Um, Speaking of tanking. Right. I mean, you know, listen. Is, usually, if you're going to talk about tanking, you're tanking for a generational talented quarterback. Right. 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 Tank, you know, Suck for luck. Tank for Tua, which didn't really turn out that <laughs> well, though Miami still may wind up drafting him. Right. Uh, you know, nobody was trying to tank for Joe Burrow last year at this time, because we didn't think, oh, really? he's yeah. just a guy. Just a guy. Um, so whether it's Trevor Lawrence or anybody else who's coming out uh, next year I I don't think that's a feasible plan in the in the National Football League in this day and age because you don't know A where you're going to be picking or B if the guy's going to you know be available when you are picking or whether whether he even, even is going to deserve that spot a year ahead of time yeah um I don't know it's Clearly, they want to take their medicine this year with a salary cap. Right. You know That's why they're—which goes right to the Nick Foles conversation about wanting to to trade him. It's going to hit him hard in the cap this year, and then they're just going to suck it up and then try to move forward next year. But again, it's not a coordinated, in-sync, synthesized kind of effort here.
1: Yeah, it's really tough. You look at the NFL, and and there's typically—what would you say? Five or six NFL franchises that consistently— um, win that have a plan that have a blueprint and year and this is this is their mission statement and they stick to it and and they win so it, it is rare to have everything line up and there's some years are better than others but I think I mean we're all over the map I don't know if we have a clear direction as yeah. far as where we want to like, go what's the
0: operating philosophy
1: what's the plan here yeah I mean we want to win okay well how are we going to get there yeah how do we what is our
0: philosophy you know um because, because, because right now the Jaguars organization here's the message that's coming out um, we can't keep any of our good players we don't we, we are willing to bail on free agent decisions 12 months after making them we are going to blame the fans for not showing up to see this god awful performance on the field and we're going to take some more games away go Jaguars Go Jags! <laughs> I mean, that's that's where this is right now. And yeah, it's it just, unfortunate. It really is. Um, so let's talk about the Nick Foles situation here. Yeah. Uh, because if, if he is traded, and maybe, by the time you're listening to this, maybe he has been, um, you definitely go, I mean, whether he's traded or not, the Jaguars are clearly signaling we're going with Gardner Minshew. Absolutely. That's the only thing, by the way, that syncs with this whole big picture plan is that right. you would go with a young quarterback and build around, and him. see if he's your guy, yeah. uh, and then have
1: the ability to build
0: around him. Yes, but uh, they may have to give up a draft pick to have somebody take Foles potentially. I mean, depending on how much of the salary cap they're going to move and, and and how how that all uh, is negotiated with another. That would team. be the
1: indication that yes, this is. And I hate using that. Word tank. I hate using it, but if they get rid of foals for salary cap purposes, which you could see them doing. Their focus is refresh. no longer on
0: 2020. It's now on 2021 That's and a beyond. great way to put it. Right? It's perfect. It shifts great way their, to put it. Shifts put their it. focus. Yep. Yep. I don't remember. I mean, I there have been some bad free agent signings for the Jaguars. But usually you sign a guy and he underperforms for a few years. And then as the, after the signing bonus has been prorated a little bit, you know, You cut him loose. Right. And it didn't work out. A couple of years later, and it didn't work out. We're going to have to take a little bit of a hit. It's possible that Nick Foles becomes the worst free agent decision the Jaguars have ever made. Because they bring him in. He doesn't win a single game for you. Then you take a big salary cap hit to move him off.
1: And let's not forget... It was the largest contract in Jaguar history. correct? Biggest
0: contract in franchise history. So it
1: would. Nothing against Nick personally, just the way it worked out.
0: That would be. And I don't think there's a close second. I mean, right now I mean, you <laughs> just line all that up. You and know, and the, think about it. Right, there are bad, there are bad moves that didn't pay off. Right, Bryce Pop never really right. paid dividends. Drayton Florence, Jerry Porter, Hugh Douglas. Uh, we can go through the list of, of free sure. agent moves. Sure, and it, every organization has aaron campman didn't work out because an injury that you know that there are some different things that have happened but to have paid a guy 50 million dollars (laughs) guaranteed he has that he doesn't win a game for you and it costs you on the salary cap and oh by the Um. way you might have to give up a draft pick to have somebody else take him off your hands (laughs) it's it's bad it's so bad you can't even invent it any worse you know Uh, unless he's spreading the coronavirus around the locker room. is the only possible <laughs> way he could get worse at this point. Gallows humor, then. Uh, yes. Um, so. All right. How about the draft? What we'll, we'll touch on this later as we get closer. Is there any position that's not up for grabs right now? You could take anybody, couldn't you? Well,
1: I think. Uh, yeah, you could. I mean, there's, there's. Except for punter and kicker. I think you're set there. I think we're good there. But you look at O-line, D-line. need linebackers. Some help at corner. Mm-hmm. Um, you
0: probably aren't taking a running not, back in the first round.
1: Probably not. I think I don't think you're going to take a receiver in the first round.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe. With either pick? Maybe. But aren't
1: you thinking D-line,
0: O-line right now? I am. But I work from an operating philosophy that is sort of sound <laughs> and has been developed. I'm not all over you the map. You have a
1: philosophy that's been defined, and, and you're going to stick to it.
0: Here's my draft <laughs> philosophy, Mark. <laughs> Draft the best big guy available, unless you need a quarterback, then draft the best quarterback. I like it. Uh, Smart. Then you can build after that. And proven. Well, that has seemed to work through the years from time to time. Yep. Um, Last thing we want to touch on here, Tom Brady is not coming back to New England.
1: I can't believe it. I was so disappointed to hear that. Only because there are so few stories about... Uh, an NFL quarterback having incredible amount of success and staying with one team his whole career.
0: Johnny Unitas, Joe Dan, Namath. Not even Joe Namath, Montana, coach. Not Joe Montana. Uh, then these oh, are you're all talking about the guys that wind left. Wind yes, up Going yes. somewhere else. Brett Farr, Brett Favre, Manning. Yeah.
1: And uh, I was going to say the only one that has stayed, correct me if I'm wrong, is Dan Marino, his At whole. Elway also.
0: Elway yeah. stayed. Yeah.
1: yeah. One, two, and – uh, He's so I just of
0: those top guys though, you know, listen, I, you get it. It gets expensive. Um, drew Brees just agreed to a new deal. His yep. second team, of course. Yep. But he's been, uh, he's going to finish his career with, with new Orleans. I
1: mean, good for, um, I mean, what else does Tom Brady have to do for the, for the Patriots? It will be interesting to see what Belichick is like without Brady and what Brady is like without Belichick. Uh, and maybe that's what Tom was thinking, but, but, uh, I was shocked to see that today. Good for him. That's his decision. And uh, uh, it would be, it'd be fun to watch. Now, where he goes.
0: By the way, I think there's also a possibility that he goes nowhere. Just retires. That he may decide, you know what? I'm telling the Patriots I'm not coming back now so they can move on before free agency begins. I think that's a that's a very professional way to, to do it.
1: You know what's professional? It's giving Tom Brady about $32 million a year for the next two years.
0: And just say, hey. Just say, hey, Finish it out.
1: Two more years. Yeah,
0: I don't know why. You That's said.
1: professional, considering he did win you six Super Bowls. I'm just throwing it out there. That's uh, professional.
0: Yeah, and listen, I don't think Brady is capable of leading, putting a team on his shoulders at this point in his yeah, career. Yeah, you're,
1: pro- you're probably right.
0: But when's the next time you're going to have a Tom Brady? Never. Like, from a business standpoint, keep him around as long as you possibly can.
1: Cole, there will never be a Tom Brady. Yeah. I don't think there will ever be a quarterback to win six Super Bowls.
0: There you go. Unless the Jaguars tank form and see what happens next year in the draft. Maybe that's
1: Trevor Lawrence wearing the teal and black. Who
0: knows? Who knows? All right. Well, stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Socially distance yourself. uh, And um, try to take care of each other uh, as we go through this. Again, we will get through it. We'll come through on the other side. Absolutely. And again, we're talking about the Jaguars (laughs) offseason. Thanks for listening to Teal the Podcast. from Mark Brunel, I'm Cole Pepper. We'll talk to you next time right here on Teal the Podcast.